Welcome to Basic Doctrine of the Bible. The teaching series within this podcast is a part of the Basic Discipleship Program. In 2 Timothy 3.16, the Bible says, All Scripture is inspired by God and is profitable for teaching, for rebuking, for correcting, for training in righteousness. Our hope is that this material will encourage you to have a great appreciation and respect for God's Word. Now, let's join today's lesson. Hey, welcome to Basic Doctrine of the Bible. And we are in lesson number six of our series, looking at the doctrine of Scripture, God's Word. And we've talked so far about this idea that God speaks. And then we talked about some different qualities of Scripture. Scripture is authoritative, inerrant, inspired, and sufficient. What we want to do in our next four lessons, including this one, is to examine the process through which God delivered Scripture to mankind. The process through which God delivered Scripture to mankind. Contrary to popular belief, the Bible didn't just fall from heaven, uh, bound in black, genuine calfskin leather uh, with gold around the pages and red, a red ribbon in the middle and maps in the back. Instead, the Lord... It used a sovereignly ordained process over the years to deliver this finished product we call the Bible into our hands. And so we want to talk about that. And we want to start in this session talking about the fact that the Bible was written. Again, it didn't just fall from heaven. Someone didn't find this book hidden away, stowed away in some secret location. They weren't led there by some voice and then found, whoa, this book. Instead, the Bible was actually written by real people at real times in real places in human history. The Bible was written. Uh, Some may think the fact that the Bible was written by men uh, discredits its authority. Oh, that's just a book written by men. It can't be a book from God. Mere mortals penned it. Well, to the contrary, the fact that the Bible was written by men actually stands as a witness to its otherworldly nature. Uh, Through this process of using mere men, God worked a miracle to give us a book that is unlike any other book. In addition, God's faithfulness to use men to deliver the Bible reminds us of his great grace. The Lord is one who, though he is transcendent, he has chosen to descend amongst us. Jesus was Emmanuel, God with us. And the fact that the Lord would move men to write scripture shows that he takes great delight in interacting with us, in knowing us and being known by us. The Lord gets joy out of using his people. So let this whole process of the Lord writing scripture remind you that the Lord loves you and that the Lord wants a personal relationship with you. Furthermore, he wants to be real in your life and he wants to use you. Now let's consider the fact that the Bible was written. And as we begin, let's consider a quote by Woodrow Wilson, the 28th president of the United States. He said, I feel sorry for the men who do not read the Bible every day. I wonder why they deprive themselves of such strength 
and pleasure. Indeed, the book, the Bible, is a book unlike any other book. It brings us such strength and joy, pleasure, when we read it. Now, considering that, it's so important for us to be strong in our convictions concerning God's Word. It's so important for us to have a clear understanding of how the Bible was delivered to us, how it was written. Like never before, this book is facing attacks from historians, scientists, entertainers, and even theologians and clergymen. Christians in 21st century society must be equipped with a reasonable defense of their faith. Uh, to do so, I believe, they must be aware of the means through which the Lord delivered the Bible to mankind. Now, as we study the Bible, as we study history, we discovered that God used six means for penning or authoring Scripture. Number one, God used different people. God used different people. And I would draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 1 and verse number 1, where it says this of the Bible, Long ago, God spoke to the fathers by the prophets at different times and in different ways. So notice that the Lord in Old Testament times used these men called prophets to speak, to deliver the word of God, to pen and to author scripture. And these last days he has spoken to us by his son. God has made him, God has appointed him heir of all things and made the universe through him. So in New Testament times, the Lord spoke through Jesus and through the apostles who recorded truth about Jesus. So know this, the Lord used real people who lived at real times in human history to record scripture. That's where the process of us receiving the Bible finds its commencement. All in all, as we study scripture and study history, we learn that God used around 40 different individuals to write the Bible. Now, that gives evidence of the, the miraculous nature of this book. The Lord used 40 different men to write this book called the Bible, yet it contains one magnificently coherent message and theme. 40 different men, the Lord somehow got them all on the proverbial same page. How? Through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. God used different people. Number two, God used different materials. God used different materials. In Mark, 7, chapter, Mark chapter 7, verse 6, Jesus used the famous rabbinic formula in teaching the false religious leaders of his day. He said these three words, it is written. It is written. That formula was used in rabbinical debates to appeal to the authority of Scripture. And in using that saying, uh, Jesus appealed to the Word of God as being the sole, practice, the sole basis for all, all practice, the sole authority for all belief and practice in uh, matters related to, to the Lord. But notice that that rabbinical formula uh, acknowledges the fact that the prophets of old actually wrote 
things down at some point. They actually recorded the words of God. Now, now sometimes it was the actual prophet who recorded it. Other times in scripture, we see that the prophet had some individual, some helper, assistant, or scribe record the actual words of scripture. And so various means were used here. Maybe scripture started with an oral tradition and in a way then through inspiration, it was eventually written down. Uh, we do know though, as we study scripture, that Bible truth was recorded. The words of God were recorded through the Lord's providential, under the Lord's providential oversight. And as this took place, we see that different materials were initially used. Now we have a printing press. We have our modern version of paper. But in ancient times, by studying scripture, we learned that six different materials were used in writing the scripture. Now there could have been more, but here's what we see in scripture. Number one, stone. Exodus 31:18 indicates that this material was used in Moses' day. Number two, plaster. Deuteronomy 27, 2 through 3 teaches us that this material was used. Ezekiel 4, 1 teaches us, number three, that clay was used at times. Ezekiel 37, 16 through 17 tells us wood was another material. Leather, number five, is spoken of by Jeremiah and Jeremiah 36, 23. And then lastly, we see in New Testament times that papyrus was a popular material, 2 John 12 and Revelation 5, 1. So we want to have an understanding of how we receive the Bible. And we know that God moved people, number one, to speak and to record the words of God. And in ancient times, there were all different types of materials used. And then scripture was preserved for us initially in those materials, passed on, circulated, and in time we uh, received what we have now. God used different people. God used different materials. Number three, God used different times. God used different times or generations, epics, eras. The pages of the Bible we believe when we study scripture were produced over a span of time that lasted approximately 1,500 years. Over a, a vast amount of time, uh, the Lord raised up prophets and apostles at different seasons during different kingdoms. Uh, the Lord raised up prophets and apostles to deliver his word. Now, again, this is proof that the Bible is unlike any other book. You can take a book like the Book of Mormon, and um, Joseph Smith claimed that he went into the woods in upstate New York and found golden plates containing words in a language he called Reformed Egyptian. By the way, linguists know nothing of this supposed language, but he said he found these golden plates written in Reformed Egyptian. He uh, obtained special goggles or glasses, spectacles. When he put them on his eyes, he could look at those golden plates and uh, discern the, the meaning of this Reformed Egyptian. And he emerged from the woods with the Book of Mormon. Now, now some uh, may think that the, the Bible's way of using 
over 40 different individuals over a span of hundreds of years. Some may think the Bible way, the Bible's way of giving us the word of God is inferior. On the contrary, it seems that this takes more of a miracle. Which, which requires more divine intervention? For one man to go in the woods and supposedly come out with the word of God, or for over the span of hundreds of years, scores of individuals recording scripture. Which takes more divine intervention? I would argue for the Bible way. It is indeed a miracle. It is providential. You could just think about in our own government, the way in which we have checks and balances. Uh, The way the Lord used various people from various times, from various kingdoms to give scripture, it almost gives us kind of a sanctimonious, heavenly checks and balances. The Lord proves that the the way in which the Bible was delivered has to be from him, had to be from him. It's a miracle that he could use hundreds of years and 40 different individuals to deliver God's word. God used different people. He used different materials. He used different times. Number four, God used different languages. God used different languages. Now, now the fact that he used um, different languages shows that he is a God who loves all people. Jesus said, go into all the world and make disciples, Mark 16, 15. The fact that he uses different languages shows us that he meets us where we are. Uh, The Lord did not encode scripture in some heavenly language in which we have to have a decoder to understand what God says. The, The Lord came to earth through the Holy Spirit, inspiring men to write the words of scripture, and he spoke to humans in their own language. Uh, Remember this, God loves you and he wants to communicate with you. He wants you to know him, feel his heart, and and know that he wants every man, every woman, every boy and girl of every tribe and every tongue to know him and to enjoy him forever. So God used different languages. Uh, Three were used in writing the Bible. Number one, Hebrew. Uh, That was the language of God's chosen people used in the Old Testament. Secondly, the Lord used Aramaic a language that God's people used in captivity. You see Aramaic um, used in Ezekiel, or excuse me, Ezra 4, 8 through 6, 18, Daniel 2, 4 through 7, 28, and Jeremiah 10, 11. A- Aramaic. Then you, third, you see that the Lord used Koine Greek, the common Greek. Koine means common. That's the, the language of the New Testament. It's interesting, the Bible teaches us that when the fullness of time was come, Galatians 3, God sent forth his son, no, excuse me, Galatians 4, born of a woman, born under the law to redeem those who are under the law. And indeed, when we study the time in which Jesus appeared on planet earth, it does seem that the Lord sovereignly orchestrated things where where the the world was ripe for the appearing of God's son. He stepped onto the stage of human history at the precise moment, at at the right time. And and one of the ways we we could think about the Roman peace, uh, the Pax Romana that allowed for um, the 
spread of the gospel throughout the known world, throughout Asia Minor, Africa, and Europe during the times of the early church. You can also think of uh, the Roman system of roads. Um, you can also think of the hunger, the expectation for a Messiah figure amongst the Jews and those who were a part of that dispersion. So, so everything was right. Another way everything was right was when it came to languages. Alexander the Great, years before the appearance of Jesus, had uh, spread Koine Greek, the, the lingua franca, franca throughout uh, the known world through, through conquering uh, vast parts of the world. So Koine Greek was a common language used by many. Then the Lord has the New Testament recorded in Greek, Koine Greek, so that the known world could have God's word. God used different languages. So we want to understand how we got our Bible. Know this, God used real people writing on real materials at different times in human history. And God used different languages. Number five, God used different places. Understand this, again, the Bible didn't descend from heaven, nor was it recorded in the holy place in the Jerusalem. It wasn't written in a synagogue necessarily. Instead, the Bible was written uh, in different places, all different types of places. It was written outdoors, written in homes, written in places of, of worship, written in, uh, on the, the road as people traveled in caravans. It was written in king's palaces. And then on top of this, we, we can consider the way in which the Bible was written from three of our modern continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe. As you study the Bible, you see all of those geographical locations being places in which Scripture was penned. And it's amazing how the Lord gathered manuscripts and gathered His Word from these different places and gave us this one book we call the Bible. Indeed, our good God stepped into human history and performed a miracle in providing this book. And lastly, we could say that God used different genres, different genres or different types of literature. He used history. He used poetry. He used uh, letters. He used apocalyptic literature. He used songs. Um, we, we could speak of more. The Lord used all types of genres. He used all types of styles of writing. He even used different um, levels when it comes to skill and language usage, different levels of writing. He used uh, John's, what many would call rough Greek, or even I've heard it called redneck Greek, that it was uh, more of a basic style of writing. And, and the Lord used all of that, reminding us that he can use anybody and he wants to communicate to everybody. The Lord uh, loves all. The, the Lord's different use of genres also reminds us that he, he appeals to us according to our constitutional nature. We are not just beings with a mind. We also have a soul. We have thoughts, but we also have feelings. We are rational or logical beings, but we're also emotional beings. Now, some of us are more logical. Some of us are more emotional. The reality is the Lord used these different genres. Sometimes he speaks in a song or a psalm. Uh, 
or in poetry because the emotional person may really connect with that more. At other times, he may speak to us with a lot of logic, reasoning, through a theologic treatise or through an historical account, and that may connect with others. The Lord uses these different genres why he wants to connect with all of us in different ways. So thanks be to God for not just the veracity of his word, but for the variety of his word. His word is indeed magnificent. And may we leave this study uh, not just with information in our minds. I want to give you some information. I want you to be equipped to defend the faith, and I want you to be equipped to, to have an understanding of how we got the Bible. So may we be equipped with that, with that information, but then we, may we ever remember that what we need in the Christian life is not just information, but transformation. And may we leave this study considering the Lord's magnificent providential intervention in human history to give us the Bible. May we leave this study saying with the psalmist, I have treasured your word in my heart so that I might not sin against you. Lord, may you be blessed. Teach me your statutes. With my lips, I'll proclaim all the judgments from your mouth. I rejoice in the way revealed by your decrees as much as in all riches. I will meditate on your precepts and think about your ways. I will delight in your statutes and I will not forget your word. Oh, may the Lord Jesus give us that type of appreciation for this book we call the Bible. We'll talk about some other steps, other methods the Lord used to give us the Bible in the next few sessions. But for now, know this, the Bible was written, and it was written for you because the Lord loves you, and He wants you to know Him. Thank you for joining us today for our lesson on basic doctrine of the Bible. Stay current with other episodes by subscribing to our podcast or visit us online at basicdiscipleship.net. If you have any questions about the materials presented in this lesson, or if you would like to give feedback, email us at info at basicdiscipleship.net. Thanks for listening.